For those of you who do not know me, my name is Jenny Hauser, except I think I've met like quite a few of y'all, so that's kind of cool. Y'all are really spread out, way. <laughs> I'm gonna pull back um, so I can see y'all. Ah, hallelujah. Well, I'm really excited about tonight. I've been praying about like what to share and several things came up in my heart over the last couple weeks and just knowing that I was gonna be speaking and I kind of narrowed it down between two things and then I realized I was supposed to combine them. So that's what we, we're, we're going to talk about salvation tonight. Uh, and salvation is being defined as saved, spiritually healed, protected, made whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, right? And that includes your uh, finances because if your finances are broken but you're made well everywhere else, you're still broken, you're not, you're not made whole. And so I wanna land on our finances tonight. I thought that they were either doing a, a financial university next door and I thought, you know what, why don't we bring some financial university in here too? And so that's what God laid on my heart and we're gonna talk about that. First I wanna set a foundation and then I wanna share part of our testimony. Reed and I have had so many things and I'm telling you, we sat there in the beginning and we're like, we are not stupid people. Why are we having a hard time with our finances? I mean, we are, why are we not blessed? We went to Rhema, we did, I mean, we, we learned the word of God. What is the deal? We thought we were doing what we knew to do, but we were not prospering the way the Bible said to prosper. And so I just wanna share you our road that we went down and how, and how uh, what the, some of the word, obviously we're gonna be going really fast uh, because I've gotta lay a little bit of a foundation, but oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this message. I can't tell you how many of my girlfriends, um, some of the main problems in their marriages were finances. And so, well, I mean, I'm sure there were other things, but one of the big things was finances. And so, as I, I realized that a lot of people had a problem in this area, and it breaks the home. And so, I just wanna share, I'm really excited to share this with y'all. Um, let's go ahead and uh, start in, uh, and I, I've got my scripture written down, so I am gonna be going pretty quick. And I'm not going to be reading a lot of it, so you'll either have to rewatch it or, because I wanna get all of my message in and then also get you guys out of here on time. <laughs> so, brrr, you guys have to catch up <laughs> somehow, watch it again or do something. Um, John 19.30, God really laid this, this scripture on my heart this week. I've never used this uh, with this message before, but um, this is what he wanted me to start out with. And it's one of the last things Jesus said on the cross. And that's what I wanna pick up on here, is he said it's finished. He said it is finished. And I looked that word up. It means teleo, it's a Greek word, it means teleo, it's, uh, or it's teleo is the Greek word. And other translations define it as all is finished. It has been accomplished, it has been done. The Greek, the Greek verb is perfect tense in this word. It stands, it means it stands completed. Uh, 
The concept of this word, and I wanna read a little bit here, the concept of this word is used to signify the execution of a dangerous feat. And you know, going to the cross, it was dangerous. It was the greatest work God ever done in his, on, on earth. Because when he raised Jesus from the dead, he raised all of mankind with him. It was his greatest work. And that's why we read in Ephesians where it talks about that same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. So it, was, it's, it's, uh, it signifies the execution of a dangerous feat. It's translated to pay debts. I thought, I thought that's interesting because it says it is finished, but it's translated to pay debts and uh, to complete in the sense of bringing something to an end. I'm like, wow, this is really, I don't know, that just excited me. Jesus was speaking of his redemptive work here. All that he came to accomplish had been done. He followed the Father's will. He revealed the Father's nature. He fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies about himself and so his earthly work was completed. So when he said it was finished, he was speaking of the debt that, that Adam cost all of mankind. And he said now humanity, the debt for humanity is paid in full. And that's what this word teleo means here. It means debt paid in full. So when Jesus said, it is finished, he was saying mankind's debt is now paid in full. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. So we're gonna, we're gonna just keep going here. Um, you know, and you, and you could ask, how did such a high debt, how did we acquire, how did mankind acquire such a high debt? that it costs the blood of a perfect, a perfect savior, a perfect, perfect blood, holy blood. So in the beginning, I wanna talk just a little bit about Adam. When he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it came with a death penalty. It wasn't a slap on the wrist, it wasn't a week in the juvenile, it cost him his life. So, in Genesis it says, in the day, this was from God, in the day you can eat of every other tree in the garden, but in the day that you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you die. So when Adam, when Adam sinned, he polluted the blood, he, his own blood was polluted. And everyone after him, because we all can trace our roots back to Adam, right? We were born with sin nature. I'm just trying to break this down because so many times people don't get this part. They're like, very good people, this is what, really good people have a really difficult time with this. You know, they, they go home, they're, they're a great addition to society, they don't cuss, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't hang with those who do, they're, they don't kick their dogs. They're really good people. And they're like, why do I need a savior? And so, so this is what I want us to see. We all need a savior. 
And see, when, when I found that out, I, I got really excited. When I was in high school, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know that. And, and when I graduated uh, and went to Ramah, I'm like, the, I, I actually was sitting at the table with my youth pastor and his wife, and I go, and I'm sitting there, and it's just starting, the light is starting to come on, and I go, does the president of the United States know this? And, <laughs> Is that funny? I'm like, I'm the kid that raised his hand in class and asked the dumb questions. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was just funny. They go, they looked at each other, they go, we got a problem. <laughs> so Jesus, in Corinthians 5 and 5 through 7, and I'm not gonna read it all, but Jesus describes this sin as leaven. Uh, that, you know, leaven is uh, in the process of when it's in, in the process of fermentation. And he says, um, a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. And that's what this sin nature was. The sin was infectious. And it, and it spread to all mankind. Now you can read in Romans mm, where um, chapter five, and we're not gonna get into it, but it's all through um, Romans, but in chapter five they really hammer it. And I just wanna kinda sum it up. Um, it says, uh, because of one man's sin, speaking of Adam, because of one man's sin, everybody after him is gonna have death spread to them. It's actually, it says death spread to all men because of one man's sin. Also, again, it says, because of one man's obedience, everybody's going to have life. Everybody has opportunity to life. So, so we have two men and we have two trees. We have the cross and we have the tree of knowledge of good and evil. One obeyed one and the other one disobeyed the other. And because of those two natures, because Jesus redeemed us from that curse. Because of one man's sin, he came and he polluted all the blood. So there was no one left that could die so Jesus, had, we had to have a sinless offering. We had to have a sinless, uh, spotless blood um, to die for us. And so when Jesus came, that's why he had to come through a virgin birth. He had to have new blood. He couldn't be, it had to be the father's, father from heaven's blood. It was God blood. He was 100% God and 100% man. He was the only one who qualified to die for our sins. All right, so it's very important to understand that. Salvation is not automatic. Um, we have to be very purposed. We have to be very decided. We have to choose. But, and here it is. We believe, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, and we're gonna get there, but it talks about we have to believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and we have to speak with our mouth. So many people are only halfway there. They're like, yeah, duh. I believe that God, Jesus came and he died for our sins, right? That's kind of a, a lot of people believe that. But not everybody does the second part. I'm not, I'm not calling him my Lord. I'm not confessing him as my Lord, right? And so even the demons in hell believe that. 
All right, so where am I going with this, you guys? Uh, we can't just believe. We've, we've got to believe in our heart and we have to speak with our mouth. Galatians 3.13 tells us that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. And the curse was threefold. It was uh, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Here's the deal, this is super, super, super foundation stuff, you guys. But when you get this, and you begin to operate in it, it's gonna set you free. So, so it was, the curse was threefold. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. So what are we looking at? In everything in earth, what are we dealing with? It's usually like people are either really healthy or they're really sick and they're successful in that or, or they have poverty, they have no money or they have money, right? And God's like, I want you to be prosperous in both. I want you to be prosperous in your health. I want you to be prosperous in your finances. So this is what, and when we put, when we begin to press into these things and say, God, you said, he will answer us, and that's part of the testimony. I'm, gonna get, I'm kind of jumping ahead here. Um, so when, when Jesus shed his blood and declared that it was finished, it's very, uh, very important to understand that he, he was saying their debt is paid in, paid in full. Uh, there's, obviously, there's more to this. We can go deeper in all the things I'm talking about, but uh, uh, we can, for the sake of time, knowing that we are children of God, if you are born again, we need to understand that we can walk in his healing power right now. We can walk in prosperity right now. We can have peace in our minds, peace in our bodies, peace in our finances right now. We don't have to wait and, and yes, it helps to study, yes, it helps to do all those things but we can have those things right now. And I want, that's why I wanna give my testimony to show you how we pressed in and how we stepped up to, and pressed in to, to receive this. I run into a lot of people who think that increase, that financial increase and having great prosperity is covetous and it actually arrested me, paralyzed me for a little while because I thought, oh my God, am I being covetous? And then God, after quite a while actually, it was probably six months when I began to share what I was getting with people and I was really excited about it and they go, Jenny, you're being covetous. And I'm like, oh God, I don't want to be covetous. And I just stopped and God said, look up covet, what covet is. And so coveting is defined as a strong desire for something. It implies that it's a desire that does not belong to you. That does not belong to you. All right, I just wanna say that God owns the cattle, the silver, the gold on a thousand hills and he's blessed us, and he, and he says what's his is ours. Who, am I coveting another man's, or am I coveting God's? God, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. That's all I need to go forward. 
So, so covenant, however, covenant is what we have with our Heavenly Father. It's what we've been talking about. It's what Jesus did on the cross. It's what happened. It's why we have Galatians 3.13. The curse has, has been broken. And covenant is, uh, is, in the covenant, the Bible says that we are blessed with Abraham. Galatians 3, 13 uh, and 14 says that we have been redeemed from the curse, that the blessing of Abraham, so that the blessing of Abraham would come upon us. So what does the curse look like, you guys? Every, in everyday life, it can be like a, they, they describe it as a bag with holes, right? Um, financial needs, um, always not having enough in the cupboard, broken cars, broken houses, things that always need fixed, not having enough, okay? So God made a covenant with mankind and said that if we are his, if we accept Jesus as our Lord, then the blessings of Abraham would come upon us. All right, so the blessing that it talks about in Galatians 3, 13 and 14 is so interesting. Now this is where, this is where I begin to learn. This is where I begin to step in and go, oh my gosh, why does that say that? It, blessing is twofold. And most people look at it and they're like, oh yeah, 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 benefits from God. That's the blessings it's talking about. But the, the blessings that it means benediction, fine words. I remember when I first started learning, and, and it's the same thing in Malachi 3.10, fine words, the blessings, it's twofold, fine words and blessings of God. And I remember, remember learning this and I'm like, what do I need with fine words? I need money now. And, and I'm just being honest with you guys and my attitude behind it. I'm like, Lord, I love you and I, and I, 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 I love you and I, I wanna do what I'm supposed to do, but we need money now. What do, I don't need fine words. <laughs> do you see? And so, but we're gonna get to this. We're gonna, I'm just kinda laying some foundation here. Uh, being blessed, the Bible describes it as uh, um, our bank accounts are full, you know, we have plenty in the cupboard. Uh, it says we're blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Uh, bl- our produce of our body is blessed. Produce of our ground is blessed. Increase in herds and cattle. It just is more than enough. It's, it's just a lot that God calls blessed. Having a lot. He, he's not, he does not hold back from us. You can go to Deuteronomy 28 and it's amazing all the blessings that he wants us to have. But a lot of times what we do, you guys, is we look at those blessings and we're like, oh, that was for Old Testament. Oh, and, and, and that, that's, not, that's just a little bit that I'm supposed to step into. No, no. We need to lift the tent pegs of our mind and stretch them out and place them down again into enlarge the territory of our heart. God is wanting to do a work in these end days. And this isn't normally what I wanted to talk on, but, but we have got to finance some things. And I really sensed it in my heart that people need to get their debt paid. And if you get a hold of this message, I'm telling you what, it's going to set us free. It's gonna set you on a higher level. So. These things that I'm saying on the front side, this foundation I'm laying is very important. Uh, 
You can go and you can read the blessings. Read them. Read them again and again. Because they belong to us. Jesus shed his blood for them. All right, so before I get started, I know that we're talking a lot on uh, the money side of things, and I just really wanted us to know that it's not about coveting our neighbor's stuff, but about operating in the covenant that God uh, made with us through his son Jesus, through his perfect blood. I just wanted to make sure that we understand where I'm coming from. And, and here's the really cool thing is that, yes, I'm talking about our finances, yes, I'm talking you know, about money, but if you've got a healing in your, that you're needing, if you've got something in your body that you're like, man, I need, you know, my back hurts, my, um, um, I'm having problems with my legs, I'm, you know, I've got cancer, you know, whatever in the world it could be that you might be dealing with in your body physically, something you guys that I've been running into lately is uh, people in their minds um, they're having anxiety attacks, a lot, young people, and uh, um, panic attacks and, and stuff like that with their minds, and depression. I am telling you, you get this, this, you get finances and salvation and everything that pertains to salvation the same way you got saved, and I'm gonna walk, th- walk us through that. And it's so important, if anything that I'm saying, yes, I'm talking about finances, but apply the same word. Everything can go for your healing as well in your body because it's the, when, when, when the curse was broke, that curse was, was uh, about our bodies being healthy and being strong and making it in this world. He did not want us to barely get along. Jesus was our example and he was a wealthy man. And some people think he wasn't. You can go through the scriptures and find out. It started out at his birth. They brought him so much wealth to fund the vision that God had for him, to fund the call on his life. All right. So, let's see here. Let's turn to Genesis 17, seven. And it says, I love this scripture. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations. I love it when it just keeps going from generation to generation. He starts talking to the generations after us. It's like being filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody's like, is this for me? And, and is, is being hold, filled with the Holy Spirit for me? And he goes, it's for you, it's for your next generation and the generation after you and the generation. And he just, he's very clear. There's no misunderstanding God. This is for you, your generation, the next generation, and your descendants after you, okay? He, he's very clear. It's very, very easy, to, easy to understand. So I wanna talk about one of the names of God. Uh, one of the most meaning, meaningful ways that God reveals himself to us is through his names. And he, he, he shows his character, he shows his love, he shows his power through his names. So in Genesis seventeen seven, where we see the word God, it is, it is the name El Shaddai, where we see the word 
he says, for I will make an everlasting covenant to you and to be a God to you, to be a God, G-O-D, to be El Shaddai to you. That's what he's talking about. So El Shaddai there uh, means, it means field and it means breast. And field as in produces, uh, produces abundance, okay? And breast as in the many-breasted one. Uh, and it signifies nourishment, productivity, and all sufficiency. Uh, it, it means the God, it's defined as the God who is more than enough or too much. The God who is more than enough or too much. All right, uh, El Shaddai. So I wanted to define that name because that's a huge part of my testimony and of my husband and I. Now Reed and I, like I said, we understood the word. We understood, uh, um, before we started tithing, um, uh, we had gone to Rama, and we were not tithing. We were giving, but not, reg- we, were, we were giving regularly, but not the tithe, okay? We'd put money in when, it, when the offering bucket went by. And this is no condemnation to anybody, so please understand. This is just what God put on my heart to share with you guys. If you're in a place where you're not tithing or wherever you're at, I, I don't even care, it's none of my business. I am just here sharing with you what God put on my heart and some things that, that Reed and I went through. But Reed and I had understood uh, um, tithing on a certain level and, and we understood El Shaddai. We had heard the name preached, we sang the songs, you know, my God is more than enough, he, he shall supply all my need. We said amen to all that, right? We did, we did. it was wonderful. But, but we didn't, know, we, we knew him, but we did not experience him that way. We, we had never experienced God as the God that was more than enough. And I was, and I'm gonna kinda step in and give you my testimony. Um, this was a while back, but uh, I was doing the bills and I was getting very frustrated because we had some very high interest rate bills uh, and, um, and it just felt like we, we weren't, it felt like we were living paycheck to paycheck. So I was doing the bills and I, in my frustration, I just spoke to God like I'm speaking to you guys right here and I, and I prayed um, and I said, Father, I know you as my healer, Jehovah Rapha. I know you as Jehovah Jireh because you healed me. I know you or, or, or because you, um, you gave me a plan for my life. You, it means to see ahead and to provide for you. And so these different names, as many, a few different names I mentioned to God, and, and I said, I know you like this, but I, but I don't know you as El Shaddai. And I was being respectful, but, and I'm trying to tell you I was being respectful because what I'm gonna share with you. Um, I said, Father, show me El Shaddai. So what am I saying, you guys? Show me the money. <laughs> How many of y'all know when that movie came out, I go, oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> because Tom Cruise is dancing. Or no, he wasn't, the other guy was. <laughs> Say it, show me the money. Um, from Jerry Maguire. Y'all know Jer- the movie Jerry Maguire. And that's what I was basically doing. I'm like, God, show me El Shaddai. And, and, uh, 
yes, that movie, every time I see it, I'm like, yes, thank you, Father. <laughs> so you guys can think of me too now. But what was I asking for? I was asking for a manifestation of his blessing. I wanted a manifestation of his blessing. So that same week that I prayed that prayer, that very same week that I prayed that prayer, we had a daycare, and uh, I had a daycare. We didn't have a daycare. He didn't stay home and do the daycare. He went to work. <laughs> he was like, we'll see ya. <laughs> the kids are pouring in. He's like, yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> um, but but uh, I had a daycare, and the kids, uh, wait, I just saw Sam McAlpine. Where'd he go? He was part of this. Um, in the back, we had this bald spot in our yard that the kids would slide across and they wore that grass down to a bald spot and it was about yay big and nothing but dirt. And Reed says he went out and he planted some seed in the ground and he said, now Jenny, keep the kids off that this week. He goes, and we'll start having grass. And so I take the kids out and I was trying to make it fun and trying to, you know, make it, um, uh, you know, fun for them to stay off that part of the grass. And so we all get, I had about five or seven kids and we all got in a circle and stood and I'm like, oh my God, I've got the best kids. They just are minding me so well. And we stood around, it was about eight in the morning and we're standing around this circle. And, and I said, do y'all see this? And they're like, yep. And I said, don't touch it. And I was being really nice and explaining the desire of my heart. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know exactly. And, and I, uh, Tell, tell these kids this. And they're like, okay, okay. I walk from the bald spot to my house and I'm opening my door, gonna go wash some dishes and watch them out the window as I wash my dishes. I, I turn around to do one last look at them, these wonderful children. Every one of them were around the bald spot poking it with their fingers. I stir, I, I couldn't even, I go, hey, really loud. And then, and then they all go and as, it was like they Scooby-Dooed it, you know, with Scooby-Doo goes seven different directions. That's what it looked like. The kids went in every different direction as there was a kid. And so they, they run and then I just yell very sternly, stay away from the grass. <laughs> or stay away from my seed or something. I can't, it was, I was being pretty mean. And, <laughs> and as I walk into my house, I shut the screen, and I'm laughing, because it was fun. I'm like, those kids. I shut the door. I, as I shut the door, I hear a voice, and it said, there's more to do. It, it was so sure, I was so sure of this voice. I turned to look at the voice, and I turned, and there was nobody there, he, and, and it said, there's more to do than plant your seed. And I'm like, so the lesson begins. I knew it was God, I knew he was talking about show me El Shaddai, I knew it. And so the first scripture I went to was, uh, I immediately went to Malachi 3.10. And, and that scripture is really quick, it says bring all your tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and prove me now in this, prove me now in this. I knew I was to prove God in this and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing for you that there won't be enough to receive it. Now that word blessing, I already said, is the same exact word as the one in Galatians uh, that talked about Abraham's seed being blessed, everybody after him being blessed. 
is twofold. It means fine speaking, and it means God's blessing. It's a twofold word. So, that was the first scripture that God gave me, and right away, I knew, I knew, I'm like, Reed and I have not been tithing, we've gotta tithe. And so now I had, to, I had to get Reed's agreement. And one of the things that had been told us, believe it or not, and it wasn't by the instructors at Rama, but just a lot of people were saying it at Rama. do you remember? God doesn't want your lunch money. And it was really easy to go, oh, God doesn't want your lunch money, we'll just tuck that right here and uh, keep that money, we'll go out to eat and, and do what we want, right? And I thought, I gotta show Reed this, God wants our lunch money. God wants, God wants our first. And so I began to prayerfully just make a list and I went to 1 Kings 17 and I was starting to make a list. I thought when Reed gets home from work, I wanna show him what God has shown me. And so in between kids, I was writing stuff down and in 1 Kings uh, 17, it talks about the widow woman with a handful of flour, a little oil in a jar. She was gonna go eat, her and her son were going to go make a meal and then they were going to eat the meal and die. And then Elijah, Elijah comes along and he says, wait, man of God. He's, he says, wait, he says, make for me first a cake and then you and your son can have a cake. And he didn't say, finish them like, and then you guys can go die. He didn't, he was giving them a vision for the future, then you guys can have a cake. So she made for them a cake, and then, and then themselves. Um, verse uh, 14 of that says, for, First Kings 17, 14 says, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor the jar of oil run dry. And so basically what we see there, she obeyed God in her work. Uh, God performs the, the word of the prophet and uh, the bin of flour never was empty nor the oil run dry, okay? So, so that was one thing I should read, uh, that this woman, after she obeyed God, had supernatural provision. And then God, uh, I, I began to show him, I, I was thinking, you know, what else, God, can I show Reed? And I was just trying to show him a case for, that we needed to tithe and give offerings. And I went to Matthew 14, 17, and Matthew 15, 32. Those, that's where uh, the five loaves and two fishes, the seven loaves and the few small, and they fed the 5,000 and the 4,000. And, and basically, in a nutshell, that was God multiplying back to them after they, gave, after, they, uh, after they had given, okay? So, so I'm sharing all this stuff with Reed and I'm thinking I've really gotta press in and, do, and Reed goes, he just is like, yeah, God's been dealing with me too and I'm like, oh my God, I worked so hard today to show you this. And, and he's like, yeah, he goes, God's been showing me this too. And, and I said, okay, and he, and, Reed led us in a prayer, and we basically repented, and we repented for not honoring God in our tithes and our offer, offerings. And, and then we dedicated ourselves to give tithes and offerings from there on out. Uh, and this is where it gets interesting. As we begin to give our tithes and offerings, I just would think 
of what God said, there's more to do than plant your seed. I said, God, what else are we doing? Because we started tithing and offering immediately. And, and we were doing what we knew to do. But then I just began, God began dropping scriptures in my heart. He began dropping uh, messages from other people in my heart. Things would cross my path. So obviously I can't share everything with you tonight, but I'm sharing with you the nutshell, okay? But as we begin to give in our tithes and offerings, uh, and we can go ahead and turn to Romans 10, 9 and 10, um, the Lord began to show me the importance that you don't, there's more to do than just drop your money in the bucket. A lot of times people are faithful to the day they die and they never see increase. They give tithes and offerings and they never see increase because it's just like they're only doing half of what we need to be doing. But the scriptures show us um, that we are to speak over our tithes and offerings. When we give, we speak over them first. Now Pastor Brian, he takes up an offering and he speaks over them, but God was showing me there's more. I want you to put your heart into this. I want you to be believing. Don't make him do all the work. And at the time it was Pastor Mike. And he's like, don't make him do all the work. You believe me. Many times, we're just, we're just holding that, yep, thank you, Jesus, and we mean it. We're agreeing with what is, what is being said. But God showed me throughout my whole week, you speak to that money. It's speaking to us every day. We go to bed and we're resting. We get up in the morning, we find out our money is still talking to us. You still have lack. You still have debt. Our money speaks to us when we can't go out, when we can't pay a bill, when we don't have enough. He says, speak to your money day and night. And so I begin to speak to my money. I'll tell you, I was a blabbermouth. Uh, I really was. So Romans 10, 9, and 10 is, is, is oh my gosh. You guys, uh, you get this down. This, this is amazing. This is the scripture that we all go to to get saved. Yes, it's saved. Yes, it's salvation that we know saved from hell. But that word saved means, it, it means uh, uh, saved from hell, but it means prospered, protected, made whole, healed. All those things is what it means. And we get it the same way we get saved. So let's look at what we do to get saved and let's look a little deeper at what the words actually mean. So I actually did a class on this and um, uh, it was actually pretty good. I, got, I was able to give quite a bit of information and tap myself on the back. Because <laughs> tonight, I'm, tonight I'm talking about a lot of things but in class I was able to just talk about that so I was like able to go a little deeper. Y'all ought to look at that. Um, Self-promotion. Um, <laughs> I'll repent later. It says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll be sozo. You'll be saved from hell. You'll be made whole. You'll be protected. You'll be all these things, right? Uh, 
For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But let's look at that word confess. If you confess with your mouth, right? That word, and I've talked about that word a lot with other subjects, it's homologio. It's two words put together in one word. Homo, meaning that's where we get our word, the same. Logio is word of God. So when you put these two words together, it means homologio, to speak like God, to speak the same way God does. Okay, that's pretty powerful. That was a revelation to me, it just set me free. I will never be the same. Because what it did is it helped me put a watch on my mouth. And I'm like, man, we're to speak like God. We're to speak like God concerning Jesus. It said, so, so if we went back and, and looked at it, it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, so if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, if we confess, if we speak like God concerning Jesus, What about Jesus? Well, he died on the cross for us. He set us free, he gave us salvation. He he, were redeemed by the blood of the lamb. That's what we're speaking the same as. And that redemption, we're redeemed from poverty, we're redeemed from sickness. That's what we're supposed to be speaking like God. All right, so when we speak like God, we will be saved. And it's how we come to Jesus. We speak to God, uh, how we get saved is the same way we get redeemed and how we live out our salvation, our healing, our wholeness. We believe in our heart and we speak with our mouth. So I begin to, I begin to speak like God concerning our offerings, concerning our finances. I begin to, God said that, uh, that uh, I had plenty, I said I had plenty. He, whatever, he said that I would have no lack, I began to go to the uh, Deuteronomy where it had all the blessings, and I began to speak those blessings over, our, over us and our household. And I would tell my girls to do the same thing. One time it was so funny, Brianna got up one morning, and well, no, the day before, she was asking about what I was praying about. I said, oh, I'm just praying, we're thinking about getting, I said, I'm praying about a bigger house, baby. And she goes, she gets up one morning, and, and she's looking up, and she just keeps looking up. And I said, honey, what are you doing? She goes, I think the house got bigger. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> I didn't want to take that away, <laughs> but it was funny. I think the house got bigger overnight. Uh, so, so Proverbs 18.21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. First uh, Peter 4.11 says, and this is the exact interpretation, it says if anyone's gonna speak, then let him speak like God. So the, and, and, I'm, and for the sake of time, because um, I don't think I have time to do everything else, uh, in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and you can read through that, there's several parts of it, I think it might go through eight or something, I'm not sure, um, but it talks about that same word bountiful, and it's a twofold word again, and it talks about giving and, and fine words. And you guys, it's all through, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all through the scriptures. It's all through the scriptures. Then I begin to understand that our fine words, God will give us fine words 
for the blessing, to call in those blessings. We, so what I wanna do is we'll go ahead, and I'm gonna stop here because I, I know I can't get into everything else, but um, we'll go ahead and take up an offering. And I was really, I asked Brian, I'm like, I really wanna take the offering up tonight and because I wanna speak over it and just show you like some of the things that, that, that I do and that Reed and I do and we speak over our offering. Now I, I totally, totally am not taken away from you, am I? Okay, so, so see, see, he's gonna hold the offering up and he's gonna pray for it, but at the same time, we need to be praying, we need to be speaking over our own offering. And so tonight when we give him the offering, I think I, um, you can go ahead and get your offering ready. Um, I'm not very good at the whole offering thing, so like uh, there's different ways to give, and I don't know if you guys put it up there. Perfect, there we are. And I'll let you guys have a chance and prepare your offerings, and then I'm just gonna go ahead and speak and uh, over them. Basically, I'm just gonna, uh, you know, uh, pray over them. And that's exactly what Pastor Brian does, but, but we are to do this regularly. I'm not doing anything different than what Pastor Brian does or Pastor Mike when he, when he prays over him. We're not doing anything different, but all day long I speak blessings. I breathe blessings over my money as it goes and as it comes back. I tell it to go, to be a blessing in Jesus' name, and then to come back to me multiplied and it has ears, and it has friends, and it's gonna bring them all back to me. <laughs> Other hundreds of dollars. <laughs> all right, um, are we ready? We'll go ahead. You can hold your offering up. Father God, we come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this message that we've heard tonight, Father God. We thank you for your word that does not return void, Father God, but it accomplishes what it's been sent to do. I thank you, Father God, for this message on that you, that you gave us. You did not leave us in the dark, Father God, concerning our finances, but you said, I want you to give to the church. I want you to give to good causes. I want you to have plenty to give to all the good causes. But when we give, Father God, this is what you told us to do, is to call it back, to speak good things over. So Father God, we hold these monies up. This is good, 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 good ground. This is good ground, Father God. We plant this money into good ground in Jesus' name. And Father, we speak to this money. We tell it to be multiplied in its service in this house as it goes forward and into this house. We tell it to be multiplied what $10 could do is $10 will do the work of $20. $100 will do the work of uh, $200. We speak favor, favor to it, Father, in Jesus' name. And we tell it to be a blessing and to fulfill the call that's on this house, that's on uh, Pastor Brian in Jesus' name. Plenty to fulfill that call in Jesus' name. And then, money, you listen to us. We're speaking to you, and we call you back to us, multiplied, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. 30, 60, and 100-fold, back to us. Back to these people, Father God. Multiply, we don't have to know how. We'll pay attention, the windows of heaven will open. They will open. 
they will open, I declare, open windows over every one of you. Open heavens, open windows, opportunities in Jesus' name coming to you to multiply, to, uh, to multiply even by two, that's, that's twice. Hallelujah, so we speak over these monies and we call them back to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Amen, go ahead, take up the offering. You know, I just wanna say that when Reed and I did this, uh, we were excited to, to give and, and to step into this and, and to do what we were learning. And I will tell you within probably, I think it was just right at six months, we doubled. Uh, our, our income doubled. And, and I remember uh, telling Reed, you know, if we double, can I quit my job? And he's like, yeah, because he was making quite a bit of the time. And then since then, we've had to revisit. We're like, God, we, we need to double again. And we increased again. And we're like, God, we need to increase again. Is it because we're greedy? No, it's because God has given us things on our heart. And we're, and we're able to give more and we're able to do more. And I hate to give a time frame because I've, I've been able to share this with so many of my girlfriends. And, and sometimes they're like, well, how long does it take? And I'm like, I don't know, it took us six months. And then after I started seeing a pattern, they were like marking six months as there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, it, I don't wanna give you a time frame because, because you know, I want you to just be led by the Holy Spirit and, and just expect, I don't care how long it takes, it's just, just do what you know to do. And this is what we saw in the whole entire, like, I don't know how many, 20 some years, is that it never took longer than six months, and, and a couple times it was one week that, that we saw people increase. But I will tell you something that God has laid in my heart to share with you tonight, is that we live in the end days. Time is folded, time is fast. And things are happening quicker. So just get your expector out there and, and expect God to do that. Now, really quick, I just wanna, if there's anybody, you know, that you guys, do you see the blessings, uh, financial blessings and all of that, but then you also see that it was physical as well, how people, how we're to be healed as well? I, I didn't wanna narrow it down to just finances but if you guys have a need, a, a physical need, you can apply that same principle. God, you said in your word, we've got so many testimonies of healings between Reed and I and our children and other people. We even have a dead cat that was raised back to life. And a dead man actually also, he was in the coma, they were gonna pull him. We've got so many awesome testimonies of God's word not returning void but accomplishing what it's been sent to do. And so if there's something wrong in your bodies, if you want me to pray for you, I'll pray for you. But I think the first thing is, is if, if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and I'm looking around and I, I don't know everybody, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, you've never been able to 
say Galatians 3.13 belongs to you, that Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, and you want to, go ahead and raise your hand, and we'll pray. Anybody in the house? All right, we're amongst ourselves. And if there's anybody that wants to pray, you guys can come up. If there's anybody that, that has a need, you can come up and we'll pray for you then too. And I'm just gonna give you a couple minutes if you wanna come forward. Go ahead and come forward, we'll pray for you. I'm gonna set this over here. I'm just gonna give a few minutes, just let the Holy Spirit minister you if that's something you want us to pray with you for. And if you don't want us to pray for you, I'm just gonna, while you're thinking about it, I just wanna share with you uh, a testimony about healing. I had allergies one time and they kept getting worse. I didn't know what was going on. Year to year they would get worse and worse and worse and then pretty soon they just wouldn't even go away ever. They just like always had them. Eyes watering, lived in Tulsa at the time. And everybody would say, Jenny, I think you got allergies. You should go to the doctor and get something for that. <laughs> I said, no, I don't have allergies. But what I was doing is I was denying my symptoms. My symptoms said I had allergies. I had allergies. If I would've went to the doctor, they said, ma'am, you have allergies, you need a shot. Or you need drugs, something like that, right? And, and I thought, <sighs> I, whoa, where's that at? Um, and I thought, I just kept denying that I had allergies. And I had medicine that I would take and for when I had to go out because I was just like a drippy mess all the time. My eyes were watering so bad, my nose was running. And, and, uh, and I thought, God, I'm believing your word. And I'm like, what, what, am I doing? what am I doing here? Help me. I mean, when you call out on God and ask him to help you, I'm like, I believe your word, help me. And I had gone to a party at uh, Kristen and Scott Gray's house. Some of y'all don't know them, but Nancy Gray was there. And she, um, Kristen had held up two bottles. I, this is kind of embarrassing. She, I forgot about this part of my testimony, but she had held up two bottles. She goes, I don't even know which one I'm supposed to give my kids, because they had problems with constipation, and then they had problems with, she'd give them one, and then she'd have to give them the other one for the runs, and she's like, I'm mixed up. She goes, this is a stupid thing. She was trying to get her kids healed of that. And Nancy goes, well, you know what I do. And I'm going, what do you do, woman of God? And I was just like drawn on her, going, what is it, what is it that you do? I just, please let it be the word. And, and she says, I just bind that which needs bound and I loose that which needs loosed. And I'm telling you, something went through me like liquid light. And I'm like, that's my scripture. I bind that which needs bound and loose that which needs loosed. And I went home and I began to, I opened the scriptures, I believe it was Matthew 18, uh, about binding those things which need bound and loosing those things which need loosed. And 
And I began to quote that scripture. I, be, I said, read, I know I'm healed. And then I got, the first day went by that I was really standing my ground with the scriptures. And, and the first day went by and it got worse. It's like the faucet turned up. I'm like, woo. And I'm like, I'm not even gonna believe my, I'm not even gonna blow my nose anymore. I'm just like so healed. And then it got worse and I'm like, grab the boxes. And I'm like, okay, well, I gotta do something here. It's getting messy. And so I put the box next to me and I said, okay, God. I said, actually, I said, okay, Satan, every time I have to blow my nose, I'm gonna thank God for a finished work that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, that I have bound the devil and, and bound him from expressing himself in my body like that in Jesus' name. And day two got worse. <laughs> First day was terrible. The second day, Reed goes, Reed walked in, he goes, do you need to go to the doctor? I'm like, no, I'm believing God. He was, okay, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, challenge it here. And, and I just kept believing God, and I said, God, I believe your word. You said in your word, and, and I would just quote the word, you guys. I would just read it back to him. And on day three, completely healed. Sometimes we've laid hands on, on each other in the house, and it was instant healing. Sometimes it was as we went, as the days moved on, we just kept quoting the scriptures. God, I believe your word. I'm not moved by what I hear, what I see, what I feel. I'm not moved. And so, we, and so I'm encouraging you along the lines. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. It's threefold. We've already got, if you're born again, you've got that one done. But, but then we've also been redeemed from sickness and poverty. Take hold and fight for what belongs to you. All right, hallelujah. Uh, I believe that's all I got, and you want me to just close? All right, so Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we've heard your word. We thank you it doesn't return void, Father God. We thank you that as they go in their nighttime hours that you visit, to visit them. In the daytime, Father God, you visit them. You just keep bringing it up. I want you redeemed. I want you healed. I want you prospered in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I just thank you for your word. That you, that you stay on us and show us your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.